Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Anyway, welcome to Latin. And um, I wanted to say uh, in the notes, you notice I said I would get back to you guys about this when we were doing the basic sentences last week. I mentioned a, a possibility of an online Latin course that you could buy. I don't get a kickback on it, by the way. I really don't. But um, I'm looking into it. Uh, the lady that runs the publishing company sent me the notes on it and sent me the website on it. And you can you can try it. You can try a version of it for a little while and see if you like it. But I have a feeling that it's not going to be very accessible. Um, I'm going to try the you know, the I'm, I'm going to try it. But I have a feeling it isn't. Uh, not that they would purposely not make it accessible. They'd probably love to make it as accessible as they could. They just don't know how, I think. So uh, we can see. And I have no idea what it costs. Um, I'll try to find that out. I know this, this book, this course has been very popular for homeschool uh, people because a lot of homeschool parents don't know Latin. So it is a way of learning Latin. Um, I used it. Am I unmuting? Am I, no, uh, you're fine. I just wanted to tell you, you had two hands um, raised. Oh, yes. Uh, take take the question if you see a hand. Okay, so I think it's Musi. I don't, I don't want to mispronounce your name. I wanted to uh, remind you of the song tin, Tintabulum, you know, Jingle Bells. Oh, tin, tin, Tinnitus, Tinniot, uh, Tinniot, Tintinabulum. Yep, we learned that we used to sing that one. What's what's funny about that is it does not mean jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. It means let it ring, let it ring, let the bell ring. Uh, Oh, uh, let's see. What's it say? Uh, It says. um, Lobby, we glide over the ice behind a short mule. That's what he really says. So when you translate songs, sometimes you have to kind of, uh, yeah, to get it to come out, you kind of have to have to mess up the translation a little bit. Uh-huh. And but it's a good um, song. Yeah, for Christmas. Uh, but I wanted to tell you, I think that you can play uh, up to a certain amount of uh, any kind of song, and then you—that's why they always say, you know, they can only play like. 15 seconds or whatever oh okay well that would be enough to if we played 15 seconds here and 15 seconds there that might be enough to get i think that you know how how they'll uh you know they'll even say they'll turn it off we we can't play the rest of it right Uh, right right okay bye but we (laughs) can't what what is your what is your name by the way musi musi okay Uh okay Okay. bye wale now we have Chanel's hand is up. Go ahead, Chanel. You have to unmute, please. All right. Yeah. So I just wanted to say I have started in, there's a great language learning app called Duolingo. And believe it or not, they actually have a Latin thing. I don't think it's extent as extensive maybe as some of their other courses, but I just started that for fun a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago because I love Duolingo and I, you can use it with voiceover. You can use it with your Braille display. Um, you can even go on the website and, um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not perfect but and another thing um if ever you want to play material i think what people always do is kind of run it by cindy and then she'll run it through her higher ups who will say yes it's legal no it's not and then you'll be good to go okay that's what i'll do then because i we'd like to sing it it's a little hard to sing if you don't know the tune and yeah the tune if you can't hear it so but my students used to love in fact i have a funny story about that uh, gal date song this girl brought it to me and said, 
I have a Latin song. I think we would like at Christmas time. And I took it, but I was busy. I didn't get time to play it for like a couple of days. And she kept saying, did you play my song yet? I said, no, I didn't. Well, when I played it, it knocked my socks off. I said, oh my gosh, the kids are going to love this song. And they did. They absolutely did. And we used it every year from that time on in my teaching. Uh, we, we, they loved it. So it is a good song, um, um, even though it is a medieval song. I'm sorry. It's always our guest, Stacey Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And, um, and we have one more hand, yes. Gary. Mary Carla. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Carla. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? Just uh, fine. Yeah. Hi. Um, I wanted to tell you, I, I was having some difficulty downloading the notes files. I don't know if there's a way oh. of... I'm sorry. They should. Uh, did anyone else have trouble with there's a bunch of graphics there? And you sent me even a link and it, there's just a bunch of graphics. Um, Gra what are you reading it on? Like um, my, my um, PC. It should read on a PC. It's it's a it's a now it is a um, it's a word file with a text file do better for you. Well, I don't know. I, I think the thing might be with um, the. Dropbox. I, I I don't know what it is. I'll have to talk to you. I guess. Let me. Yeah. Let me try. I got something else I want to send you anyway. So I'll get. Uh, we'll okay. Get into that. And and I I got the you sent me the CD of the Galdete. I I'd like to have the words to it, but I, I've enjoyed the CD and oh. the Argus. I mean, you sent me some wonderful things, and I just wanted to say one other thing about the Duolingo. I was so mad. I had an eighty-eight day streak going, and I missed a day, and I went back to zero, and I could have screamed because <laughs> you when even you turn over midnight it it can't you know it, it zeroes you out you mean if you don't do it every day it goes back to mm. zero yeah wow. this yeah, is chanel and also it doesn't um i don't know how to get it to go beyond the practice things i don't know how to even mm. advance it. but otherwise mm -hmm. it's good i've used it for italian and it does have latin too and mm -hmm. i just been doing it for fun you know uh-huh Ch Chanel, did you say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, so you what you do is as you build, as you do lessons, you earn XP, and then you can get these things called streak freezes if you happen to miss a day. That's bailed me out a few times. <laughs> so. How do you redeem them? That's the hard thing. It gives me a prompt, but um, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe we should do some sort of call on these apps. I don't know. I, that I would don't... be a good thing, I think, because I don't know anything about that. About that, and let's face it, this class can only go so far. You know, if you want to do more, you'll have to find another way, probably. Since and it'd be awful hard for us to get a book and, and try to go through a book. So, you know, we'll have to find some other way if you want to do it. And that might be a possible that Duolingo or this thing I'm talking about, the Sartes Latini. Is Robin Hughes on here today? No. Okay, she I had a. See it. No, she she had a. a Latin Hi, can you oh, hear there me? she is. Yeah. Hi. What was that Latin program? Do you remember that you brought to my house and played for me one time? I'll have to look. That was several years ago, so I'll have to um, look. I should know. know, and I can't think of the guy's name that did it. It was pretty good, I think. It wasn't, really scho it wasn't scholarly, really. though, Gary. What's that? It wasn't scholarly. It was scholarly enough. I mean, it would it would be enough to get you. It had verb conjugations and all that stuff. It was it was. It was pretty good. Anyway, Willix is good too. Willix Latin is good if you go to Willix, um, you know, W H E. Willix? Yeah, Willix. Um, How do you spell that? 
think it's W-H-E-L-O-C-K-S. I'll have to look that up. Oh, Wheel Locks. Wheel, wheel Locks Latin. Yeah, wheel locks. Yes, that's, yeah. that is, but that's a college book. It's yeah. excellent. It's excellent. I mean, I taught with it when I was teaching at Penn State that time. But it's, uh, it's really, um, you'd have to, to get, you can't get a Braille copy unless you go to Bookshare. They do have it in Bookshare. Oh. Uh, but, but it's, you know how Bookshare is. Yeah. They're a little messed up sometimes. I mean, they uh, had that Braille copy that's the same that's online with the 40 lessons. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look for yeah. that. Yeah, they do in Bookshare. It's a BRF file, I think. Okay. All uh, right. You could, okay. you could look at that. I, I taught out of that when I had one of my homeschool students I used that with. That's an excellent book. No, no question about it. it yeah. It's an excellent I'm book. Going through it with some homeschoolers. Yeah, it's excellent. It's tough. I mean, it's a tough book. It's a college book. It's most colleges, most colleges use it. That's what most colleges are using. That's not one of those that you can access if you aren't a student. Oh no, it's in no, it's in Bookshare. It's one of no, it's not one of those um, whatever you call that. That I can't think of the word for that. No, it's a normal book. Anybody can read. It. Anybody can get it in, in Bookshare. Bookshare has a couple other books that are kind of fun too that you might like. There's a Latin for dummies, and I think there might be a more. Um, what's that one called? Latin for begin Latin. The ones, the ones that were out by Henry Beard, they were real fun kind of books. Latin for all occasions or something, and more Latin for all. I think they have them on there too. They're a little silly, but um, you know. So those are some things you can explore. And if anybody comes up with a good source, let me know, and I'll keep exploring this this source that I have, and we'll see what we can do. Um, Anyway, let's review a little bit. I want to review um, some of our Latin phrases. How do we say for the sake of honor, in order to honor? Guess you don't get to be honored if you can't say it. Honoris causa. Honoris causa. I got a degree. I got a doctor's degree. Honoris causa. Remember that? For the sake yes. of honor. <laughs> How do we say, how do we say they can because they think they can? I wouldn't expect you really to remember this, but posunt, quia posse videntur. Posunt, quia posse videntur. They can because they think they can. Posunt, quia posse videntur. Quote from Virgil. That's a good quote. And then last of all, what's that logical fallacy that says, after this, therefore, because of this. Propter quid. Let's see. Oh, no. Post hook. Ergo. No, that's a different one. That's it. You almost got it. Post, Post hook, hook. Ergo. Or propter. Propter. Yeah. Post hook. Ergo. Propter. Hook. Remember the examples that is when you say something happens because it happens after something else that may or may not be true. Uh, who can say that the reason the Beatles were so popular is because of John F. Kennedy's death. You can't prove that, but some people thought it. So uh, that's a good example of post hook. Ergo. Propter. Hook. So honoris causa for the sake of honor. Posunt. They can because they think they can. And uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc. Uh, I remember neck plus ultra. <laughs> neck plus ultra. What does that mean? Ultra. Cannot go beyond. Or Cannot the best. go beyond. Right. Very good. Cannot go beyond. Neck plus ultra. All right. Very good. Um, 
Now, last week, my wife, and she was right about this. She said you went much, that I went much, much, much too fast last week. So we're going to slow it down a little bit. And I was going to teach you guys a Latin grace this week, but we I don't even put know all the, those muches in there. Though. We don't even know the pledge yet. So we're going to work on saying the pledge today oh. again. Okay. So anyone, can anyone say any of the pledge to the flag? No, not too well. I remember the Kivutatium part. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Fidem meam Fidem obligum. Fidem meam obligo. Wexillo kiwitatium. That's the first line. Fidem meam obligo wexillo kiwitatium. 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 All right. And then the second line, Americae foideratarum et rei publicae proquastat. That's a hard line. Americae, you know what that means, America. Americae foideratarum. Americae foideratarum. It looks almost like federal, doesn't it? So it means united or, you know, the United States of America, really. So yes. the Kiwitatium Foideratarum Americae means the United States of America. So, Fidem meum obligo exilo Kiwitatium Americae Foideratarum, Americae Foideratarum et rei publicae pro qua stat. Et rei publicae pro qua stat, for which it stands. Et rei publicae pro qua stat. So, fidem meam obligo exilo kiwitatium, Americae foideratarum et rei publicae proquastat. Fidem meam obligo exilo kiwitatium, Americae foideratarum et rei publicae proquastat. And then, uninationi, and that almost looks like nation, and that's what it means. It means for one nation. Uninationi deoducente. Uninationi deoducente. For uh, one nation under God, literally God leading. Non dividendi cannot be divided. Cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Okay. So. Oh, by the way, uh, Beth, is Beth here today? No. Okay. I had something. Yes. Oh, there you are. Okay. I wanted to say, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you have a Victor Reader stream? Uh, Yeah. Is it the second generation? Can it get on the internet? Mm -mm. No? No, I don't think so. Okay, too bad. That's, I was going to say, if you had one of those that can get on the Internet, all these community calls for Latin are the very first ones when you go into ACB. What is that called? ACB yeah, the community? podcast? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, like, uh, it's like podcasts. Under podcasts, if you go into right. ACB community, the Latin calls are the very first ones in there. At least they were on Sunday when I was looking at them. And you can download oh, them to cool. your Victor stream. Yeah. Okay. 
Fidem meam obligo, exilo kiwitatium. Let's say that much. Fidem meam obligo, exilo kiwitatium. Did someone have a question? No. Okay. Americae foideratarum at rei publicae proquastat. Americae foideratarum at rei Let's do it all. Feed him mayam obligo exilo kiwitatium. Americae foideratarum at rei publicae proquastat. Let's do that much again. Fidem meam obligo exilo kiwitatium. Americae foideratarum at rei publicae proquastat. Okay. Last part. Uninatione deoducente. Uninatione deoducente non dividendi. Uninatione deoducente non dividendi. Uninatione deoducente non dividendi. And then cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Anyone you would have, have to split that up into little smaller bites there, I think. You think so? Which part? Well, I really think? couldn't I couldn't say any of it. This is why the Me notes either. are so helpful because I'm looking at it as he's saying it. The I know no the guy. pledge is in note is in right, the right. second notes, and so I'm looking yeah. at it as he's saying it. It does help if you have the notes. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's awful tough. Uh, and the trouble with it is if you say little bits of it at a time. It's it takes a while to get it all together. Let's let's try a little bit less than at a time. Fidem meam obligo. Fidem meam obligo. That's the first one. Fidem meam obligo. Fidem meam obligo. Wexilo kiwitatium. Wexilo kiwitatium. So fidem meam obligo. Wexilo kiwitatium. Fidem meum obligo 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 wexilo kiwitatium. Then, Americae foideratarum et rei publicae proquastat. Americae foideratarum. Americai foideratorum. Americai foideratorum. Americai foideratorum. At rei publicae proquastat. At regi publicae proquastat. Uninatione deoducente mundi widendat. Uninatione And then cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Cum libertate justitiaque omnibus. Very good. Very good. All right. We'll keep working on that. We won't give up on it. And uh, you guys are starting to get it, I think. It, it is it is hard. If, the notes do help a good bit because you have them. You can kind of go over. 
Now, basic sentences. We were looking at them last week. Remember those we were looking at last week? First sentence is from, and I should have told you the exact source of it, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Uh, and it's a translation because the Bible was originally written in what language? Um, Greek for the New Testament. Probably. What about the Old Testament? Hebrew. Hebrew. Yes. Old Testament Hebrew. written in Hebrew, New Testament written in Greek. And then a man by the name Greek, of Jerome. Yeah. Jerome wrote a, a Latin version Latin so Latin. that everybody could read it. Believe it or not, more people could read Latin back then than could Greek. And so wow. that's called the Vulgate. And that's where this came from, this quotation. So, Hilarem de Turim de Leget Deus. Everyone, Hilarem de Turim. <laughs> Hillerim the Torim, Delegate Dex. Delegate Dex. That means God loves a cheerful giver. All right. Manus Manam Lawat. Manus Manam Lawat. Manus Manam Lawat. Manus Manam Lawat. One hand washes another. One hand washes another. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Caltus metuit foe am lupus. Caltus metuit foe am lupus, meaning a cautious wolf fears a pitfall. Caltus metuit foe am lupus. The thing I like about that sentence is that the, the word for cautious and the word for wolf are totally separated, way off from each other. You couldn't do it yeah. in English. In English, imagine if we wrote a cautious, a pitfall fears a wolf. You'd never know what it meant. <laughs> but in Latin, you can do that. So. Caltus wow. metuit foe am lupus. All right. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem, meaning what? Anyone remember? Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. A sick person, a sick person. doesn't oh. look for a talkative doctor. Right. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. Don't quite a tiger, medicum eloquentem. Okay. <gasps> and then, etiam capillus una sabit umbram suam. Even mm -hmm. a single hair casts a shadow. shadow. Etiam capillus unus, oh, wow. etiam capillus unus habit umbram suam. Etiam capillus unus habit umbram suam. Even a single hair casts its own shadow. All right. Yep. Crudelim medicum and temperans I gear focket. Crudelim medicum and temperans I gear focket. A what? An intemperate sick person makes a doctor cruel. Meaning a sick person who doesn't try to take care of themselves, who just goes wild and eats too much and drinks too much. They make a doctor mad because they don't follow his advice. So, crudelim medicum in temperans I gear But notice, medicum is the beginning of the sentence, but in Latin, but in English, it's the direct object. So, uh, the sick person is way almost at the end of the sentence. So, that's just that's what I'm going to give you. Yeah. Can't do it in English. You can't do it in English. Crudelim medicum in temperans I gear There is a poem by, I think it's A.E. Hausman. It might be... Uh, What's another weird poet? Uh, Yeats. Yeah, it might be him or it might Auden, be uh, Auden, Auden. Oh, Nash. It might be Ogden Nash uh, that wrote a poem called God. 
but he did the same thing to that poem in English that we that they do in Latin. And if you read it, it's very difficult to get the meaning because he put the lines, spread the words all out a lot like you would in Latin. And it's really hard to get the meaning of it for that. Um, let's see. Crudelem medicum intemperans iger fac. All right. How about this one? The law sees an angry man, but an angry man does not see the law. Lakes widet iratum iratus legem non widet. Lakes widet iratum iratus legem non widet. Yeah, that's a good one. Lakes widet iratum iratus legem non widet. Furem fur cognoscidet lupum lupus. A thief recognizes a thief and a wolf recognizes a wolf. Furem fur cognoscidet lupum lupus. Furem fur cognoscidet lupum lupus. And a fox likes trickery, a wolf likes a lamb, a woman likes praise. Wolpace will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allow them. Wolpace will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allow them. Wolpace will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allow them. Okay. And the last one, diem nox premit, dies noctem. Diem nox premit, dies noctem. Night pursues day, day pursues night. Okay. Now, I was looking at the vocabulary we have learned in this class, not counting the Latin phrases and not counting the conversation that I taught you in week two, not counting those things. Do you realize we've learned about 65 words? Wow. That's hard to believe. And I'm going to go over some of these words with you because I'm sure we haven't really learned them, but we've had them. But we're going to we're going to go over them now a little bit and see if we can get them. And, and I want to tell you a little bit about Latin as we do. First of all, nouns in Latin. And by the way, what is a noun? Person, person place, or thing. Right. Person, place or thing. Person, place, thing or idea. Yeah. yeah. In Latin, a noun. Person, place or thing. Yeah. Can be. Uh, can belong to one of five different groups. And in Latin, we call these groups declensions. We don't say like group one, group two, group three. We say first declension, second declension, third declension. And if we know this, it'll help us to know how the noun works, how to form the direct object form, the accusative form, how to do that. It'll help us to know that better. And so nouns that end in A belong to group one, first declension. And so we've had a noun like that. Can anyone think of a noun we had that belongs to the first declension? Agricola. Yeah, you haven't had. Well, yes, you have. <laughs> I beg your pardon. You have had Agricola. Where did you have Agricola? In the song. In the song. Laconem have bought. You had it. Yes, you did. I didn't even put that one on the list, but yes, you have. Now, the thing about Agricola, there's something weird about it. Most nouns that end in a are feminine. Uh, that's another thing I got to explain in a minute. Most, but Agricola isn't. It's an exception to the rule. It's masculine because most farmers in those days were masculine. And so it's a masculine noun. Now, let me talk about gender a minute because gender is a, a weird concept. Carla can tell you, I'm sure, that to students, to new language students, the concept of gender is very strange. It is. And it's when I first have fun with it, you know what I mean? They just. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's what's well, weird because we try to think, well, what's so feminine or masculine? What's so masculine about a book? What's so feminine about a table? It's not that at all. It's just that those words in some languages end the same way that something related to a woman would end. And therefore you say it's feminine. Another word might end the same way something related to a guy would end, like in an O in Spanish. And you'd say, oh, that's masculine. It doesn't quite uh -huh. work out with French that way, but, it, but it's close enough. So all nouns in, a, in most foreign languages other than English are either masculine or feminine, and in the case of Latin, or neuter. So a noun in Latin can be masculine, it can be feminine, it can be neuter, and it has nothing to do with the gender, with the, it, it has nothing to do with, with sex, so to speak, with the Don't sex. Don't we of call a lot of things in English uh, by pronouns? Most things have... in English, most nouns in English are neuter, okay? Because you think, think about it, you're sitting at your desk, my desk, it's it. My desk, it is cluttered. You don't say he is cluttered. You don't say she is cluttered. You say it is cluttered, right? Uh, you might say my house is a mess. My house is a mess. It's a mess. Now, that's where you yes. notice foreigners, foreigners get in trouble with this. Because sometimes you hear people like from, from Italy say, oh, my house, so she is so beautiful. Well, why do you think they do that? Because to them, house is feminine. And so it's natural mm -hmm. for them to say she, but we don't. The only thing we make feminine in English other than girls and women, which we do, are things like cars. Like you say, oh, she wouldn't turn over this morning. You don't mean your wife. You mean your car. Somebody says that. Oh, she wouldn't run, you know, or a boat. You might call a boat. A boat. She. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might call a boat. She, your country, yeah. your country, you might call she. Uh, so then how do people learning these languages, how do you act, remember, do, is it just rote memorization? Okay, you know, I'm going to use French, but la table, and le, you know, le yep. livre, you just have to literally, because I keep getting some things wrong in my French lessons on Duolingo, because I forget, okay, I finally yep. got la maison is, 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 the house is feminine, but it's hard to remember. It's hard to. Sometimes you do have to just do the la or the un, but there's also some rules. Like if a word ends in e, it's probably feminine. If right. a word, you know, there's some ending. Except la livre or, well, you right, know. And that's an exception. Yes. And yeah. Just, and that drives you crazy. It does. Um, or la voiture is. La voiture. Well, that's French. So that's yeah, feminine. I'm sorry. That is, yeah. That is feminine. So okay, that one sorry. Follows. Yeah, that one does. But Livra, okay. you're right. Livra is is an exception. Carla can weigh in on this too because I know she teaches this. And in Spanish, it's easier because it's O or A. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. In Latin, it's exactly. kind of easy, but in in French, it is a, a it is a big thing to learn. Uh, when I was in French two and three, we had huge lists of genders. We had exercises where they would give you a noun, you had to put le or la, in, and then they would give you the answer. We had, remember that Ninette? We had like four or five pages of it each time. It was a, a big section you had to go over. Uh, I don't I remember. Some students, I have them um, um, highlight things. I say, okay, you buy um, blue for a boy baby. So we're going to highlight all the masculine nouns in blue. And the that's a good are idea. Pink or red. And then um, das Gras is green. So neuter is green. You know, so that's, that's a good idea. Have them oh. And then that's there are idea. things like T-I-O-N in French or feminine. And, you know, there, there are some rules. Yep. Yep. Know, yep. Yep. E -P -T -E, you know, so that's true. Seven, seven, and things like um, nine, eight, 
well, things like ending in E acute, or if it ends in one E acute, it's one thing. And if it ends in E acute E, it's another thing. It's feminine, you know. Now, in Latin, we're fortunate because in Latin, most of the nouns will tell you what gender they are. There's one group that won't, but most of them will. And so the first declension, like waka, it ends in A, or like agricola, which is an exception, and then they're feminine. Those nouns are feminine, and that's the same as Spanish. A noun. Good golly. Okay, getting too many phone calls here today. Um, anyway, uh, so, so the ones that end in A are, are feminine. Uh, the ones that end in U.S., U.M., or R, the ones that end in U.S. or E.R. are masculine. So, for example, that's the second group, second declension. So you have conquer, which is one, conquer, conquerum, that's for crab. And you've had some others. Anybody remember others that end in U.S.? Porcus. Lupus. Oh, lupus does. <laughs> what else did you say? Uh, uh, porcus. Yeah. Porcus does. Yeah. Yes, all those Taurus, all those words that end in U.S., they're all masculine. Now, then we've had one that ends in U.M. You don't even know it, really. You know it in the Pledge to the Flag. But waxillum, the word waxillum ending in U.M. is neuter. So in Latin, if a noun ends in U.M. in the nominative case, it's a neuter noun. Okay, then we come to the problem. The third declension is the problem. Because third declension nouns can end in anything. They can end in O-R. They can end in I-S. They can end in E-S. They can end in X. They can end in anything almost. Um, and you cannot tell the gender of them just by looking at them. There Again, there are some rules that often work, but you can't tell. I think the funniest example of that is there's a noun in Latin, weirtus, which means manliness, bravery, courage. And guess what gender it is? Feminine. Feminine. Yep. Oh. So, so you can't go by the meaning of the noun. You just have to learn it. And a good way to learn wow. it is when we get to adjectives, put the adjective feminine ending on it. And that helps like magna virtus. Um, that can help. But, but it is a mess to learn the genders of, of these nouns. So let's just look at some of these nouns that we've had this year, uh, that we've had so far, and just see if we know what declension they belong to, okay? Agnus, what does Agnus mean? Who? Blessing? Lamb. Lamb. Agnus, yeah. And that's Agnes. where we get our French, Agnol. That's Agnes. exactly correct. And, and the name Agnes. Agnes. I think the English name Agnes, which you don't see too many girls floating around with Agnes anymore. No. Uh, by the way, what, what our, what's that? What does, what it, does mean? it mean again? Lamb. Lamb. Agnes means oh, Lamb. lamb? lamb so you might if you're a catholic you might know the expression agnus dei the lamb of oh, yeah, choir yeah, lamb of God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. you see that by the way i have to say to our hostess patricia you have a latin name did you know that no i do you have a very latin name it means anybody know what it means father father no, no daughter it, father no it means like hey, well patriarchy no. Like a patriot. It means upper class woman. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Part of the right. patriarchy. Right. Yeah. 
You've heard of the patricians, oh, right? Wow. Versus yeah. the plebeians. Well, the patricians, the word for patrician male is patricius. That's where you get Patrick. And the word for patrician male, uh, female is patricia. Patricia, oh, meaning wow. upper class woman. So that's where her name comes from. So that's a good Very little. interesting. Wow. Okay. What's the word for B? That's B E E. Obvious. Opis, yes, A-P-I-S, and that word, now these animals are very tricky with gender, that word is feminine, and I guess the best way to remember it is queen bee, you know, you think of bees as feminine, of course, we know bees can be drones, and bees can be queens, and bees can be workers, which are no gender, uh, but to Latin, a bee is feminine, to Latin. Isn't that spelled, isn't that spelled I-S? A-P-I-S, A-P-I-S, opis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's still coming in. Yep. So which declension so it, is in that words, in it's, then? It's third, it's third declension. See, it doesn't end in A, uh -huh. and it doesn't end in U.S., it ends in I.S., so it makes it third okay. declension. <laughs> okay. Oh. What's the word for bird? Always. 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 Okay. Always. And it is, it's also third declension, and it also is feminine, that word. Hmm. Now, concare, concrum. <laughs> what does that mean, concare? Crab. 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 And that Crab, is what yeah. gender would that be? Crab. Male. Male. Yeah. Right. And that's second declension. Ooh, now, conus, conus, conus means Canine. what? Dog. 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 And that word can dog. be masculine or yeah. feminine. Because oh, no. they know enough oh. to know that you can have a male dog or a female dog. So if you know what your gender of your dog is, you know what gender it is. You know, use the right adjective with it. But you can uh, have a male crab or a female too. What's that? You can have a male crab or a female crab or a male bird. You could. You can. <laughs> yes. You, you can. Absolutely you can. But to, but to, but in Latin, evidently, they feel that it's a masculine crab. Uh, you can't have it. I mean, obviously, you have to be able to have females. But I guess they don't look that closely to see which they are. So, you know. It, it is now 40 minutes to the hour. Okay, thank you. Um, Heavenly Days, we have got a hundred words to review, and I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to stop right here. So next week, we'll continue. Those of you who get the notes will get a huge long list of vocabulary words on this on these notes. Uh, but I don't want to take any more time on them right now. Uh, I would like to now go to our mythology a little bit. Uh, uh, and I do have an exercise that I wanted you to do, but I think we'll wait again. I think we'll wait on that till next week. Do you want to sing your song real quick or not? Sure. You mean Agricola Canem Habebuck? Yeah, that one. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay, this is uh, the song Bingo, remember, in Latin. And it goes Agricola Canem Habebat Cui Nomen Erat Argus. Argus is a famous dog's name. Agricola canem habe bot cui nomen erat argus. Then a er geus a er geus a er geus a nomen erat argus. Okay, so a er geus a er geus a geus a nomen erat argus. They probably like this song. I imagine. I have to confess something to you. I wrote this song. Oh, you did? I, I, did. I, I did. where it came from. I teach it with the alphabet. Yeah, that's that's I did, and the, the kids were learning it in Spanish and in French, and 
uh, I think in Spanish probably. Anyway, I thought that's a great song. Why don't we try to do that in Latin? So, wow. Okay. So, it goes. Agricola canem habe bat cui nomen erat argus. Ah, er, geus, ah, er, geus, ah, er, geus, a nomen erat argus. Agricola canem habe bat cui nomen erat argus. Ah, er, geus, ah, er, geus, ah, er. a nomen erat argus, a gricola conum, have a bat nomen erat argus, ah, ah, a nomen erat argus, a gricola conum, have a bat nomen erat argus, a nomen erat argus. Who said y'all couldn't do that? I was trying to go along with it. It's kind of fun. It is, it is, it is fun. It is kind of fun. It is fun. All right, let's talk about Hermes. Oh, yeah, this is our go. this is our God that I think somebody on playtime got the answer right, but uh, they didn't know it, and uh, Cindy and them didn't know it, and, and I don't think they said Greek mythology. I think they just said mythology. If they said Greek, then the girl got it wrong because the the Greek name is Hermes, the Roman name is Mercury. Okay, so Greek Hermes, Roman Mercury. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. She is he is the son of Zeus and a nymph named Maya, who is the daughter of Atlas. Remember, Atlas is the great big guy who holds the whole world on his shoulders. And uh, so she is his daughter. Um, this God of all the gods, if you could see, you guys would know his. Uh, if you saw him, you would know him. You'd recognize him because there's a statue that everyone knows of him where he has winged sandals on his feet wings on his cap and he has this wand that he carries with him which is called a caduceus and the the ft uh, the ftd florists use this exact same emblem on their uh, deliveries wow. and so today you could still see that if you go around and see them um, this caduceus is a, is an important thing it's a wand that has two snakes wrapped around it and because of a confusion between Mercury and Asclepius, who also had a wand with, I think his has one snake wrapped around it. But because of the confusion between the two gods, Asclepius is a god of healing, a son of Apollo, who is a healer. But because of that, Mercury is also often thought of as a god of healing. And that's why in a doctor's office, you see that staff with two serpents around it sometimes. In, in doctor's offices, even today, you see that symbol. Um. He flies. He's a messenger of the gods. He takes messages, especially from Jupiter to other other places or other people, and says he flies as fleet as thought. Imagine that. That's really quick. That's breaking the sound barrier. Isn't it? Flies as fleet as thought. Um, he is the cleverest, the most cunning of the gods, of all the gods. Um, and he probably comes into more stories than any of the other gods because he's always taking messages and so forth. He's a master thief. When this God was a baby, he was born, he was laying in his cradle 
this little baby. He saw this turtle crawling around not too far from his cradle. So he picked it up, killed it, took its insides out, stretched some strings across the shell and invented the instrument called the lyre. And then he just laid back down and plunked on it a little while. Then he got up again and he walked around a little bit more. And he noticed some herds of cattle grazing a little ways off, who, which belonged to Apollo. He decided he wanted them, so he stole them. And he takes them and drags them backwards so that Apollo can't find them because the tracks are going backwards. And so he takes them to a place and hides them. Then he goes back and lays down in his bed and looks like a regular baby again. And Apollo comes along and somehow figures out who must have stole these cattle. And he comes and says, hey, kid, what are you doing stealing my cattle? Give them back. And Mercury says, cattle? What are cattle? I'm a baby. I don't know anything. Only thing I know about is milk. What are cattle? How could I steal anything? And Apollo said, yeah, but you did. And uh, anyway, Apollo doesn't believe him. And finally, Zeus forces Mercury to give them back. And so he does give them back. But he, to get Apollo to forgive him, he gives him the lyre. And that's why Apollo now has the lyre as his symbol. Uh, and so that's a kind of a clever little poem. Uh, uh, per, uh, Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley, uh, Percy Shelley's wife, you know, Percy Bysshe Shelley, the English poet. She did. She's also the lady that wrote Frankenstein, I think. But she also wrote a translation of this Homeric hymn where it tells that particular story. And it's kind of a famous translation of that. Um, and so uh, he's God of commerce since he's kind of a clever God and a God of thieves. He's also the God of commerce and of markets. And that's where the word, I, I think that's really where the word commerce comes from from his name mercury i think it comes from that word he's protector of traders that is people who do any kind of business trading or making money with merchandise um he's also the god of the dead who he's the guy that takes them down not he's not the god of the dead but he leads them down into the underworld so every time somebody dies he comes along and leads them down into their final abode. And when he does that, he's got a little different name. He's called Sikopampas, meaning leader of the dead. His symbols are a winged caps, winged sandals, and the caduceus. That caduceus is that wand, C-A-D-U-C-E-U-S, which has uh, the, winged, uh, the winged serpents around it. And that's, uh, that's him. Any questions on Hermes? Anything you want to know about Hermes? Okay. I have a question. Didn't Karen um, um, conduct people, take people across, um, you know, the river, and they, they paid him to take them across to the land of, dead, of the dead? Yes. Uh, Mercury takes them down as far as where that boat is or down there. And then Karen gets them on board the boat and takes them across the river Styx. Oh, okay. That's Which I think means the river of forgetfulness. No, the river of lamentation. All those rivers down there have meanings. Their names all have have a certain meaning. And uh, I think the river sticks means lamentation. I could be wrong about that. And that's where the rock group sticks got their name from, if you know. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. uh, from that. So, yes. Uh, we'll do a unit on uh, the underworld if you want to later on. It's a very interesting oh, cool. uh, thing. 
<laughs> the word mercantile um, came from that probably too. What's that? The mercantile probably came from that too. Mercantile uh, yeah, 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 too. yeah, yeah, I did. That's exactly right. You're right. Any other uh, comments on this? There's a there's a, a shopping center near where I live. It's called Plaza del Mercado. That's and, it. Okay. And that's the Spanish and, version. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the Spanish. And doesn't, doesn't Mercado in Spanish mean market? It does. Okay. All right. Very good. You guys. Aries. We're going to talk about Aries or Mars. Aries is a funny God because in Greek, he's, he's really not liked. He's hated. He's God of war. He's the child of Zeus and Hera, and both of them hate him uh, because he is the God of oh war. Oh, my. Uh, and everybody in the Iliad hates him. Um, he's, th he's thought of as murderous, blood-stained, and incarnate, uh, an incarnate curse for mortals. But even though he is the God of war and even though he's murderous and all that stuff, He's also a coward uh, in the he's like a bully because in the Iliad, he gets wounded and he bellows like a like two or three bulls at one time. Um, so he's not a very likable God. He's got some real cool attendants on the battlefield. Anybody who's been reading Edith Hamilton, do you remember who those attendants are? They're just the kind of people you would want to attend you on anywhere. You have a hand raised. Yes. Mary Carla, go ahead. That was from the last question. Um, and so I'm oh, sorry, okay. I need to lower my hand. Anybody know this? Iris, who is his sister, and that means strife. By the way, I don't know who had her. Was she also the child of Zeus and Hera? I don't know. Anyway, she's his sister, so I guess she was. Her name means, uh, her name means uh, strife. Uh, I'm sorry, her name means uh, discord. And her son is named Strife. Uh, they also have the goddess of war along with him. Her name is Enio in Greek. And in Latin, she's called Bellona. And with her are terror, uh, trembling, and panic. Just the kind of people you'd want to be around, want to hang around with, right? <laughs> and as oh they walk, Edith tells you, Edith Hamilton tells you, groaning is heard behind them. And the earth streams with blood. Mm. And so the, this is, this is uh, you know, pretty, a pretty miserable uh, God. War is not really pleasant no matter in what century you are in. So does Bellum come from Bellona? It does. Yes. Or, or maybe Bellona comes from Bellum. Bellum is the Latin word for war. That's why she uh -huh. asked. Um, okay, Bellum. That's exactly right. Antebellum before the Civil War. It's yeah. this Latin phrase you oftentimes see in, uh, in there. Um, now, the Romans liked this god a little better. And in Rome, he's called the god of Mars. And one reason they like him better is because... Um, in early Roman history, before Rome was even founded, there was a king of Rome who had a daughter. And this king of Rome got overthrown by his brother. And his brother locked this daughter up in a prison. However, the god of Mars kind of liked her. And so he got into the prison and impregnated her. And she gave birth to two children, 
Romulus and Remus, and it's Romulus that will found ah. Rome. And uh, because of this, so the Romans kind of think of, you know, the Romans think of, you know, uh, uh, like the God of War is their, is their, is their, is their father, is their grandfather, but, you know. So they, they think a lot of him. He's Mag Romulus and Remus. Weren't Romulus and Remus raised by wolves too? Yes, they were because their mother, after she gave birth to him, their wicked uncle, that her, her wicked uncle who had put her in prison killed her he killed her because you know, she had had she had had uh children out of wedlock and he killed her for that okay she was like a vestal virgin so uh and so the, the, the they they put these children out to die because obviously the wicked uncle didn't want them raised but a, a wolf came along and nursed them yes that's exactly right good job um and they talk about him being magnificent and shining armor. And in the Aeneid, they like to, people like to die on the battlefield for him. Uh, he's supposed to have come from Thrace, which was a warlike area in Greece. Uh, his symbols are vultures and dog. And Edith Hamilton makes the remark that dogs deserve a better god than than uh than mars why do you think dogs you can figure vultures vultures eat dead bodies right you're gonna have plenty of vultures around the battlefield what about dogs why would mm. dogs be his symbol believe it or not guys in the ancient world dogs are not thought of too highly you know we all love our dogs and the Romans had pet dogs as well, but dogs are scavengers and they eat dead bodies. They'd wander over to battlefields and eat bodies. If you want to insult somebody in the Iliad, either call them dog face or else say, you fool with me, I'm going to feed your body to the dogs. And uh, that was a oh, real yeah, insult. I've heard that before. <laughs> that was a real insult if you said that to somebody. They, the dogs were scavengers. And uh, well, feed your body to the wolves. Yep. Same type of thing. What time is it? It is 4.56. Okay, I got four more minutes, and I think I can do Hephaestus in four minutes. Hephaestus is his Greek name. Vulcan is his Roman name. Sometimes he's also called Mulsibar. Um, sometimes he's said to be the son of Zeus and Hera, and sometimes he's said to be the son of only Hera. And, you know, Zeus gave birth to Athena out the top of his head. And so to show that she could do just as well as he could, she gave birth. But unfortunately, the god that she gave birth to was very ugly. And that's uh, Hephaestus. He is the ugliest of the gods. And supposedly, one time he tried to defend his mother from Zeus, or he took up for her, and Zeus threw him out of heaven. And that's what What's caused him to go lame. What's but in heaven? So he's lame. He's a lame Milt. God. And, and uh, sometimes. Enzo, baby. What? Come here, Someone's baby. What? Someone's talking to a dog or Someone something. Someone needs to mute. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Although I, needs to mute. I'm glad you're talking to your good friend, not to a vulture, though. No, anyway. Oh, um, no. Sometimes, uh, so he was thrown out of heaven or what, for whatever reason, he is lame, uh, but he is also uh, very good at handicraft. He is a blacksmith. 
Um, and he is very much honored by the time the Iliad is written. He has these little robots, too, which is kind of cool. He is the first person in literature to have robots. He has Ooh. these little handmaids. And this is in the Iliad. The first work in, the first work in Western literature talks about robots. Um, he has these little maid servants that will walk up beside him and, like, take things for him or give him drinks or do whatever, you know, he needs to have done. Since he's lame, he needs that extra help. He made these little robots to do that. Um, later on, it said that if a volcano erupted, it was because his forge was underneath of it. His wife is sometimes the goddess Aphrodite, but sometimes the goddess uh, Aglaia, who is one of the graces. Uh, and um, his symbols are the forge, a forge you make, you know, you forge metal in, and the anvil, which is what you hammer the metal on. And he made armor for the gods. He made their palaces. He made armor for a few heroes like Aeneas and like uh, Achilles. He made his armor. And so he was very uh, a very good craftsman. And he certainly was the patron of any kind of craftsman, like a blacksmith or a carpenter or anybody like that. Okay, we did get through those. I'm trying to get through these Olympians. And we're taking uh, having a time doing it. Any... Um, it must be about four, right? Or about one, five. One, I mean. one minute. Okay. Anybody have any last minute questions? I will send the notes out to everybody that I've gotten uh, requests for to send them out. If you want them, don't forget to write to Cindy. She will work it out. I guess this week you write to Colby. Cindy's out, I think. And also um, the recordings are available on uh, uh, there's a link i think that link is in the notes that cindy sends out when you got into the call here today uh they're, they're they tell you where to look for the recordings if you have a victor stream you can go to podcast you can go to com acb community and the lively latin calls were or have been the first ones listed so any comments questions snide remarks anything this is a great class thank you yeah this is a great class I appreciate yeah. that. I Thank appreciate you. that.